0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushwood and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for September 29th. In the year of our Lord, 2020, this is our one of two and our goal always is to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That's our guide. The supreme law of the land is our guide, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that, and they call us anti-government. We stand with the proper rule of constitutional government and the rule of law. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We've got a lot to cover today. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, your calls at 866-986-NEWS as well. LovingLiberty.net, the website for live and on-demand radio free. But if you want to donate, every penny will help grow our presence in the media. We had on Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org, Ron Paul Institute. First hour yesterday, we talked about Ron Paul tweets photo from hospital thanking his supporters. He says, I'm doing fine. My point, along with Lowell, please pray for Dr. Paul. That he gets better, gets out, and continues on. We sure need his voice for liberty. I'll tell you that right now. What a uh, what a stallion in the cause of liberty for decades. Our prayers are with Dr. Ron Paul. YouTube censored Ron Paul's Liberty Report. Believe it or not. Ron Paul and Daniel McAdams produced a show entitled "Covid Whistleblowers." exposed narrative is total fraud. You can't get it on YouTube cuz they're censoring, but you can get it on BitChute. Check that out. Dr. Mike Eden is highlighted in this interview. Uh he's a former vice president and chief science officer for Pfizer. He was there for, you know, over a decade by the way. He said that half or believe it or not even almost all of the tests for COVID's or COVID, are false positives. Dr. Eden also argues that the herd immunity is much lower than we thought. Now, this is fascinating. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci had a debate in the Senate about this very thing. And Rand Paul tried to make the point that we're getting close to herd immunity in some places and in some countries. And Fauci shut him down and said, oh, if you think that, you're all alone. Nobody else agrees with you whatsoever. And the mainstream press carried Fauci's agenda and absolutely obliterated Rand Paul. I covered this and even played the audio uh, to this, where the mainstream press stories only covered the Fauci side of the discussion and didn't give Rand a chance to really speak or make his point at all. However, let's make it clear. Dr. Mike Eden, or I don't know how you say his name, Yaden, anyway, or Eden, Mike Eden, a former vice president and chief science officer for Pfizer agrees with Dr. Rand Paul, does not agree with Fauci. This is where the mainstream press, in bed with government, is shutting down. The other side of the discussion or argument, okay? Why are we saying Mike Yaden? Uh, well, why are we saying Rand Paul's alone in his view when Mike Yaden shares it, and many doctors who have been shut down repeatedly share. Rand Paul's view, including Ron Paul, who try to highlight this thing and get shut down on YouTube. There is a hostile agenda towards the other side of this this story, this debate, right? Dr. Paul and Dan McAdams also discuss the fact that COVID cases around the world seem to be skyrocketing, but yet deaths and hospitalizations seem to be reducing big time. How's that going on? Huh? See, they're not telling you about that. They're just telling you about, oh, my gosh, a bunch of more people got the COVID. So a bunch of people got the flu, too. We also talked about virtual school dangers, the hazards of a, quote, police state education during COVID-19. John Whitehead writes the report, virtual classrooms can become an avenue for government spying. Be very careful indeed. We also talked about a federal judge declares Pennsylvania governor's COVID restrictions unconstitutional. We also talked about the symposium on health and health freedom that took place in Pleasant Grove uh, last weekend. Tremendous stuff, a bunch of speakers. Phenomenal job by those people. Uh, Lull finished by talking about the film 1986 Act. Or it's 1986theact.com. 1986theact.com. You gotta check it out. That was our one hour two. We had Doctor Scott Bradley with us. Freedomrisingson.com is his website. There's webinars and his incredible collegiate series to preserve the nation is there as well. We talked about pro-life Judge Amy Coney Barrett tapped by Trump as Ginsburg replacement. You know what? We don't know enough about her. We're grateful that she's pro-life. I hear that she's pro-vaccines though. Mm, I'm not sure, folks, but who do you get in her place? Again, President Trump doing the very best he can to pick the best people he can, but even Dr. Scott Bradley and uh, a few of us, you know, hey, we're having a hard time knowing who we could pick. I would pick a non-attorney, a non-judge. I mentioned that point. There's no litmus test that it has to be a judge, right? But who would we pick? Now, if Donald Trump c- claims that Joe Biden is on, Performance-enhancing drugs, is that true? And like athletes, they say you can't take enhancing drugs, performance-enhancing drugs. Can you, if you're in a verbal debate, running for President of the United States, can you take performance-enhancing drugs? Hmm? Donald says, I'm ready to take a test, and Joe just mocks Donald. There you have it. So, for the um, athletes, for the entertainment of our nation, by golly, you got to make a law. you got to make a rule. You can't do performance enhancing drugs but yet for the president of the united states we're not even going to talk about it it's just a laughable matter how dare you say i have to take a drug test says joe hmm thousands rally in dc to pray for america what a wonderful thing incredible last weekend by the way we need more prayers for this nation more prayers for all of us more repentance more humility More returning to God, that is for sure. We also talked about Donald Trump unveils Platinum Plan for Black Americans that he designates Antifa and the KKK to be terrorist organizations. I'm not really interested in uh, advocating uh, some plan for blacks. All right? I'm not interested in putting a platinum Platinum Plan for Black Americans. I'm not interested in a plan for white Americans either. You want to know what plan I'm interested in? It's called the Constitution. It's a plan for all Americans. Of course, they say I'm racist for saying that. You see what I'm talking about? All right, Bloomberg pays fines for 32,000 felons in Florida so they can vote. Florida to investigate Mike Bloomberg's donations as possible criminal. Wow. Yeah, to black Hispanic felons. Could he do that? Is that election tampering? Nolte speaks out, talks about Representative Matt Gates, who's calling for a bribery probe into the Bloomberg fiasco. Yeah, paying felons fines for votes. Is that bribery? I mean, back in the day, you know, 25 years ago plus, when we started in radio, we documented a story where um, they would go buy uh, homeless people a beer to vote. Boy, of the up the ante now, pay felons fines. (laughs) And they all claim it's not vote fraud. Biden's supporters now vandalized and burned Trump supporters' home in Minnesota. Wow. Of course, that's okay. The ends justifies the means, right? Not. Criminal activity everywhere, folks. We finished by talking about mail-in ballots. Found, tossed, in Wisconsin ditch. Would that be vote fraud if somebody tossed those, you know, things into a ditch or whatever? Would that be vote fraud? I guess not, huh? There is no vote fraud, don't you know? Got it. All right. That's uh, the recap of yesterday's award-winning show, available at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbors. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. News that I refused to use starts now. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome, sir.
2: Wait nos uh greetings and salutations
1: howdy 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 thank you sam all right kurt dwayne the rock johnson who's now endorsed joe biden Kurt's well all i can thunders.
2: say is uh you know about that is i had uh, you know i had a kind of a higher i guess you could say uh Mm, view of the rock. Considered him a, a higher, yeah, view before that. And uh, so that kind of drops him quite a bit Amen in my view. But uh, you know
1: what, though, Kurt, Kurt? anyway. I only refer to one as the rock. And it ain't Dwayne, buddy. Who is the rock in my salvation, sir? Answer. Good point. Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to make a mockery of that. I don't mean to talk flippant. I do mean to make a critical point, though. I'm not interested in calling anybody else the rock. Now, I understand what he's trying to say. I don't think that the intent is necessarily sacrilegious. But I do want to point to the real rock. That is the Savior, Jesus Christ, the author of our liberty. Anyway, I find that interesting that Dwayne the Rock Johnson endorsed Joe Biden. I also find that interesting that did you know, Kurt, that uh, Bill Clinton sat down with Ghislaine Maxwell for a, quote, intimate dinner back in 2014? People are asking why. Did uh, Bill Clinton have dinner, an old intimate dinner, in 2014 with a sex trafficker, Ghislaine Maxwell? Um, so that's a question being asked. Did you see that?
2: You know, um, I don't remember seeing that one, but I'm sure not surprised.
1: All right. You're not surprised people are asking why, or you're not surprised you sat down with her? Yeah, the, the latter. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> All right, you know. quick pause, seven curtain seconds.
3: Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine.
0: news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Republicans are pushing for FBI and Justice Department investigations into a series of wire transfers that Chinese and Russian business people made to Hunter Biden, Kurt. Did you see this?
2: Hmm. Well, I've seen a number of little, uh, reports on this uh but man old oh, hunter i i think he's uh i mean at least in my opinion he and bill clinton and hillary and i mean you go on down the list there's a whole bunch of them that ought to be i wasn't gonna say strung up i i want to be uh, yeah we don't you know, we don't string people up into on it. this program Curt, no, you know. no 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 but uh, we do but, want uh,
1: accountability via the rule of law yeah, though
2: justice uh is what i hope to see and yeah sam it sure seems like there's not much for those guys does
1: it well not right now sure doesn't but we can turn it around folks take courage i'll tell you that right now speaking of that kurt this is kind of interesting and i don't know how to go about this headline but you know you've heard so much about hunter biden and the scandal with his son right yes right <clears throat> all right well you probably haven't heard about this parallel story, Kurt, and uh, I'm confident you haven't heard about this story because it's not making it into the news, but it's about Ben Carson, you know, the HUD secretary. So HUD secretary Ben Carson now is cleared of wrongdoing. Did you know that?
2: Well, I didn't know he had any wrongdoing.
1: (laughs) No, that's because the mainstream press didn't didn't tell you, and I didn't find out about it till just now also. But there's been an ongoing investigation. It's an ethics investigation that stretches back. More than two years, Kurt. So while we've been hearing so much about Biden, and while Biden runs around and says there's nothing to me and my son and the scandals, and now top Republicans are finally starting to look into it. Well, the Democrats, the thugs, have been investigating Ben Carson for over two years. It's a similar thing. You know how Ben Carson was helping President Trump with, quote, the listening tour back in the day? The listening oh, tour was with like, President Trump, yeah, and it, yeah, they would go and listen right. to blacks so, and uh, mm-hmm. Hispanics, and they would, they would just listen and try to learn what the needs were and all this kind of stuff. It was actually a pretty cool concept in my mind. Ben was involved in taking the lead in it. Well, they say that Ben <clears throat> used his governmental position to enrich his relatives, Kurt. Ben Carson, Jr. Now, first off, I didn't oh. really realize there was Ben Carson, Jr., But Ben Carson Jr. is doing a great job, too. Anyway, the point that I'm getting at is while top Republicans are just starting to look into Hunter and Joe, and that's been on the national stage for some time, I guess they already investigated for the last two years Ben Carson. Not exactly the same. Much more of a simple case because it doesn't have international implications and everything, right? But they already investigated for two years. Ben Carson Sr. and found out he's been cleared of wrongdoing so not guilty cleared of wrongdoing and that's interesting if you're not careful in the story when you see Ben Carson in wrongdoing you go what no 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 after two years they cleared of him wrongdoing and they said there's nothing here he didn't do it but I find it interesting that while we've been hearing so much about Joe and Hunter and we can't even get an investigation started on a bigger international scale where Joe bragged about it, where all these things happen, and then they come back and say, well, there's no, n- no evidence here about Joe, the Democrats say. But the Republicans say, oh, there's enough for the top Republicans to dig in and discuss wire transfers. So while that goes on, though, it comes out at the end of this two-year investigation about Ben Carson. I didn't even know about it, and I don't think anybody else did either. But they say that, hey, Ben, you know, enriched his son. Now it turns out to be a lie, and uh, it's not true, and he's cleared of wrongdoing. I find this fascinating. All right. Anyway. Um, ben
2: Carson Jr., huh? Yeah.
1: All right. Now, some top Republicans, I told you, are pushing to find out about Hunter's wire payments from the Chinese and the Russians. So we're going to attack President Trump over the Russian thing for years, find out there's nothing there. But now we're going to finally decide to look into wire payments from the Chinese and the Russians. Mm-hmm that Chinese and Russian business people made to Hunter Biden. Now, it's so bad that Senator Rand Paul said on Fox News that he will submit a criminal referral to the DOJ over the payments. And then we have this story about Ben. It's just so weird, Kurt. I don't really know how to, I don't even know really how to respond to it.
2: Well, and you could even uh, bring up the president's two sons who, I mean, if if there was any, at least chicanery, um, if you will, uh, going on, I mean, they'd certainly be uh, brought up. And, uh, of course, right now they're beating up the president, doing the best they can with the, uh, you know, fake IRS thing uh, that. At least in my opinion, uh one of the key things you want to ask about that is who's releasing these uh documents uh so called documents uh, the New York Times says they have, and isn't that a felony and uh, when the New York Times gets them uh aren't they kind of at least in my opinion uh no, okay. they say something like uh uh we're worried about the Russians uh, affecting the election uh wouldn't that be the case with the New York Times, Sam?
1: No, Kurt, it's only a felony if you do it. I mean, uh, when I say you, I mean the public, <clears throat> the average Joe. You, me, you know, Alex Jones, uh, I, you know, Ben Carson, anybody that's not, quote, in the elite special protected group, <clears throat> it's a felony. For those guys, it's not, Kurt. In fact, how dare you make that uh, insinuation out and as Barack Obama good, good joked point. back in 08, maybe I had to stick the IRS on you. Good point. You know, see, that's that's what they do. And so I know what you're saying, and I don't disagree. But I'm telling you that it doesn't seem to apply to the rest of us for some strange reason.
2: It's a great reason to uh, uh, push for the elimination of that beloved uh, operation
1: as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I find that interesting. Just weird stuff. I'll tell you what. All right. Uh, now, uh, Mike Wallace. No, not Mike. Chris. Who's Chris Wallace, Kurt? You know who Chris Wallace is?
2: As far as I understand, isn't that the son of Mike Wallace?
1: I don't know. we got to look that up. But yeah, he says this. Quote, see. my job is to be invisible as possible, said Chris yeah. Wallace of Fox News. Now, let me ask you a question about this, Kurt. Here's what he's talking about. He's talking about the debate going to happen tonight. I guess it's going to be uh, in uh, Cleveland tonight, first of three debates. Uh, I guess it kicks off at 9 Eastern. It's supposed to be an hour and a half, 90 minutes of no commercials and just let it rip debate. So 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And it's going to be between uh, Barack Obama. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I just said Brock, because I wanted to see if you all were listening. Anyway, but here's the question. Um, is Joe, or, I mean, is Chris Wallace's responsibility? My job is to be as invisible as possible, said Chris Wallace of Fox News. Do you agree that's the moderator's job, to be as invisible as possible, Kurt? I don't agree with that well, being the job um, at all. It
2: seems like you're just supposed to ask questions and be fair uh, to both sides on uh, the type of questions and the uh, uh, and listen and you know moderate the debate. It seems like that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, yeah,
1: believe, do you but, believe his job is to be as invisible as yeah. possible?
2: Well, then he wouldn't even be there, right? I mean, you know, uh, I mean that's uh,
1: the way that would. Yeah. Work, so here's and, my uh, response to this. I don't believe it's his job. To be invisible as possible, okay, <clears throat> let me explain what I believe, and I 'm going to not even talk about Chris Wallace or Mike Wallace or any other news people. Let me explain what I believe the job of a quote debate moderator is, and that would be to create a level playing field, so not favoring anyone, and to ask fair open-ended questions that can let the viewers tap into the hearts and minds and intentions and positions of those who they may vote for. However, when I say a level playing field, that doesn't mean to play games with agendas. Okay, so that doesn't mean to use wedges against candidates or divisive tactics or wordsmithed realities. What it does mean is I stand with the moral law of God when I ask my questions. All right? So I wouldn't say, how do you feel about women's reproductive rights? Let me continue in seconds. This is important to understand. Hang tight. How would you feel about women's productive rights? Hold on.
0: Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
4: U.S. House Democrats introducing a new $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief plan. The proposal includes another round of $1,200 stimulus payments. It provides funding for schools, small businesses, and airline workers. Speaker Nancy Pelosi says it's an olive branch to Republicans to restart negotiations that have recently stalled. Two services back online after outages last night. 911 and Microsoft 365 services were both experiencing trouble across the country. 911 services down in several states, including Arizona, Delaware, Minnesota, Pennsylvania. At around the same time, folks were having trouble accessing Outlook services like email, Teams, Office.com, Dynamics 365. 65, among others. It's not yet clear if the two outages were connected. This is USA Radio News.
5: October 8th is World Sight Day, the day to raise awareness that hundreds of millions of kids around the world need glasses but don't have access to get them. This World Sight Day, leading global vision nonprofit OneSight is launching a free digital children's book called Through the Looking Glasses, Stories about seeing clearly. The book features 30 children's stories and illustrations about seeing clearly by authors and artists from 17 different countries. To celebrate the launch, one site is hosting an online bedtime stories event where numerous celebrities, athletes, and authors will read bedtime stories to children globally on World Sight Day this October 8th at 7 p.m. Together, we can make an impact with vision care around the world. To learn more about World Sight Day, Participate in bedtime stories and download the free new book. Please go to onesite.org forward slash That's onesite.org forward slash world
4: President Trump says the administration is rolling out 150 million rapid COVID-19 tests across the nation. At an event at the White House, Vice President Mike Pence reminded people that that will probably lead to the U.S. identifying still more cases of the disease.
6: With cases and positivity rising in 10 states in the Midwest and with this historic advance in testing that's being distributed, Mr. President, the American people uh, should anticipate that, that cases will rise in the days ahead. There is a new holder of Lord Stanley's Cup. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley
4: Cup! That's NBC play-by-play announcer Doc Emmerich as Tampa Bay is celebrating its first Stanley Cup title since the 03-04 season, beating the Dallas Stars 2-0 in Game 6 of the final in Edmonton last night. And this is USA Radio News.
1: All right, so I don't agree with Chris Wallace when he says his job is to be as invisible as possible. I think his job is to create a level playing field. I think his job is not to mix uh, words and manipulate words to the advantage of certain candidates. And I'll give you two examples. But I do think his job is to ask fair, open, honest questions from the framework of our founding fathers and the supreme law of the land point of view. You say, why? Well, after all, it's the supreme law. That's why. And if you look at the Declaration of Independence, it says that, you know what? We have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, those are God-given blessings and rights. All right, so I need to approach the questions that I'm going to ask candidates from a pro-life point of view. You could say, Sam, you can't do that. You can't talk about God and you can't talk about pro life. Yes, I can. Because that's the whole reason the founding fathers justified the very existence of government. So you don't say to uh candidates, hey, you know, what do you feel about productive rights or reproductive rights, or what do you feel about a woman's right to choose, or where do you stand on the pro choice issue, or those kinds of manipulative statements? You gotta talk about the life of of the most innocent, the unborn. Okay, and, and you don't want to talk about it in a Roe versus Wade context because you start the debate as the underdog, saying, oh, the Supreme Court's already had that, the case for, you know, how many years and how many babies have been murdered and this kind of stuff. You've got to approach it from a pro-life point of view. All of God's children, born and unborn, uh, have a right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And so we need to speak of these issues in that framework. All right, let me give you one other example. Then we'll turn it over to Kurt, who will update us on Chris Wallace for a second. The second issue would be taxes. (laughs) So they want you to believe that, hey, Donald didn't pay any taxes, buddy. His financial, uh, you know, uh, portfolio is in shambles. And it's a total meltdown. That's how they want you to believe. I don't believe that's true. So they uh, have a headline in the New York Times National Desk that says this for the headline. Comparing Trump's $750 tax bill with that of the average Americans with average workers' pay. And they want to really use that to pit you against President Trump. One of the most revealing findings is that Trump only paid $750 the last year of taxes yeah, and we're going to compare that tax bill to the average tax bill of workers. <clears throat> yeah. They want you to believe that President Trump's a billionaire who, uh, you know, has sacrificed to run for president. But when you understand Trump's tax bill compared to elementary school teachers, that okay, so they go into this big old manipulation in the media. But here's the real question. Do we have the right to release tax records that should be secure and safe and release that to the public right before an election? See, I personally believe that's election fraud. Comparing Trump's $750 tax bill with what the average worker pays. Now, I personally think that's criminal to release that right now. Because they're not asking how much Joe Biden paid in tax returns, are they? Okay, so tonight I have a feeling they'll talk about this. It's a great way to try to give Joe Biden the advantage. All you got to do is have the moderator who's supposed to his job is to um, be as invisible as possible. But yet all he's got to do is ask a, quote, polite question or two and give Joe the ability to rock and roll. So you can bet tonight's debate, you will see a pretty silent Chris Wallace, but you will see Chris Wallace like a serpent, literally setting the stage in every question to put Donald Trump on the defense, to put Donald Trump in the hot seat, to put Donald Trump in a, in, in a hole. I think of Joseph of Egypt and they dug a hole and threw him in it, right? Okay. You can see Donald Trump starting out in this debate in that fashion. Engineered by, quote, my job is to be as invisible as possible. Idea. Lie. Absolute lie. And so we're going to start the debate going, you know, Joe, Donald's taxes just got released. And man, Donald's sure different than you. He's a billionaire. His life is in shambles, but he sure knows how to work the system to his advantage, doesn't he, Joe? Kind of an idea. Now, he won't say it like that. But then Joe will be on a roll and go, yeah, you know, your taxes are egregious there. But what are Mr. Biden's taxes? How wealthy was Mr. Biden before he became a politician? And how wealthy is Biden now? And that's relevant because Trump made his wealth in the private sector that now they claim is in shambles, all on a fraud. But we're going to ignore Joe Biden's ties to government. We're going to attack Ben Carson for two years and come up with nothing. We're going to attack President Trump for several years and come up with nothing. Right? But Senator Rand Paul said on Fox News that he will submit a criminal referral to the Department of Justice over the payments given from Chinese and Russians to Joe's son, Hunter. Remember Hunter's the one that got caught with a but I don't want to say prostitute. I guess she's a uh, stripper. Uh, And so we're going to ignore the Bill Clinton having dinner with a sex trafficker, Ghislaine Maxwell. And we're going to ignore Hunter, um, who lied about an illegitimate child. And then we're going to say there's nothing to those allegations, but we're going to attack Trump on his tax returns. Okay, this is what I mean. So they're going to play games and manipulate reality big time. You watch for it. You remember who highlighted the warning first. This guy claims he's going to be as invisible as possible. I think he has a responsibility to stand up for God, family, and country. I believe constitutionally and Declaration of Independence-wise, he has an obligation to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That should be the moderator's job. How do we get more life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness in America, candidates? And all questions lead to that answer. Whether you talk about taxes and and the lowering of taxes, which should be everybody's goal. Whether you talk about abortion or the Supreme Court, or the jobs, or coronavirus, or how do we enable more freedom? But what they want to do is frame it in this idea that it's called reproductive freedom, don't you know, Kurt? That's the way you murder babies. You call it reproductive freedom. Well, God has put laws around reproductive freedom, ladies and gentlemen. Procreation is sacred and governed by God's laws, not the manipulation of man. I digress. Anyway, there you go, Kurt. Uh, Do you want to tell us about Chris Walls?
2: Well, just a little info on him, uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, and this is according to Wikipedia, so, you know, remember the source, I mean, it could be partially true, maybe a little bit true, who knows, uh, apparently he's, uh, you know, about 72, so he's, you know, kind of in the range of where the President and uh, Joe Biden are, um, that old uh, he is, uh, as we mentioned, the uh, son of Mike Wallace, who's the famous guy that was on uh, 60 Minutes, at least for a lot of years when I was growing up. Yeah, I so let me stop him, uh... you here.
1: So you got Mike mm-hmm. Wallace in 60 Minutes that literally saved Bill Clinton back in the day. And now you've got Chris Wallace kicking off the debates tonight. Isn't that interesting? And he's doing it under the, quote, favored network to Trump banner. I'm telling you right now, well, there's yeah, vipers unfl- and snakes everywhere for the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now.
2: Yeah, it'll be on, I guess it's Fox, uh, you know. Yeah, where that's supposed to be Trump's network, now. right? Well, you know, the president has uh, been critical of them uh, quite a bit as of late. And I can see why. I mean, you know, you got.
1: Yeah, but the Democrats uh, say that's Trump's network. Yeah. And I'm saying to yeah. you, Trump's critical of them because you guys got, you guys have folks like Chris Wallace running the deal. They ran the Glenn Beck, the Glenn Beck's of the world and others off the platform entirely. Now, I'm not telling you Glenn's my friend. I'm just saying more, hey, it's less conservative every day. Yeah, I think
2: so. Thus, Trump's Uh, criticism
1: is my point. But they're going to tell you, oh, that's Trump's network. How dare you say they'd attack Trump? That's how they're going to play it. But you're right, Kurt. And justly so, you're right.
2: So uh, another thing I found interesting is apparently when he was, um, you know, very young, I guess, just like a year old, uh, his parents uh, divorced um, and, um, uh, then he was, uh, raised by his mom who remarried a guy named Bill Leonard. Do you know who Bill Leonard is? No. Anyway, Bill Leonard was, uh, an American journalist and television executive who served as president of CBS News from 79 to 82. So, you know, you got, um, it's just, so she just married another is.
1: newsman and then produced the newsman, right?
2: Yeah, well she had already produced him with Mike and you know and then he grew up uh, you yeah know, I but guess I, wait, here's what I'm saying if, really...
1: if the dad and the mom were't into the news stuff the good likelihood that Chris would be in the news away from his father and everything else might be a lot slimmer yeah. the point is, is that hey he was raised in the news by another man fathered by Mike and you know but there you have it very interesting. And you get these dynasty kind of families. I'm sure Chris's son, 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 son will be in the new media somehow, right? Anyway, interesting as all get out. Liberty Roundtable Live.
7: You know something is wrong when the media, global corporations and governments are all colluding on a narrative that just doesn't add up. Do you seek truth no matter where it leads? Want to understand how the world really works? Then take the red pill and register for the Expo of the Year. Come to G. Edward Griffin's Red Pill Expo, October 10th and 11th on Jekyll Island, Georgia, birthplace of the Federal Reserve. And hear from Dell Bigtree, G. Edward Griffin, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, David Icke, Alex Newman, Dr. Bradford Weeks, Sheriff Mack, John Rappaport, Tim Ray, and many more. Register to attend or live stream at home with friends and family at redpillexpo.org. That's redpillexpo.org. Because you know something is wrong.
8: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com.
1: All right, you got more on Chris Wallace, Kurt? The debate moderator for the night from Fox News, huh?
2: Yeah, a little bit more. uh, You know, so then he uh, developed, they say, a relationship with his real father, uh, Wallace, or I mean, Mike Wallace, the famous news guy, uh, you know, when he was about 14. You know, he went on to be in a lot of different uh, news things before he's, uh, you know, where he is. Uh, I was interested to see he was married twice. Uh, he's been married twice. I can't tell for sure if he's unmarried now or whatever, but he has uh, uh, four children with his previous wife and then uh, married the uh, former wife of Dick Smothers. I think that's the, uh, you know, Smothers brother's uh You know uh people that used to be on like Laugh In, etc um and uh, she had a couple of children from a previous marriage um he's um listed as a democrat he lives in washington dc says he's only a democrat because in heavily democratic washington dc it's the only place you can i mean if you don't if you're not a democrat you can't even participate he says um so well, letting you how to highlight that reality that, uh, and
1: get out of there and get into the media taking center stage is what you ought to do. But, you know, know. good point. There you go. Uh, but anyway, All right.
2: just, you know, intro info for you.
1: Yeah. So they're comparing Trump's seven hundred dollar tax bill to what the average American pays. And there's no doubt there's a massive disparity there, Kurt. But what they're trying to do is divide you and I from Trump and say, man, you're getting taken to the cleaners and Trump's and, you know, sitting in fat city. Um, but I take it and say, you know, maybe Trump ought to teach the rest of us how to appropriately do tax avoidance. See, there's nothing illegal or wrong about tax avoidance. Every American engages in it, right? Even the guys that run around and say they'd love to pay more <laughs> engage in tax avoidance uh, literally 24 7. Almost every move people make is tax avoidance, okay? Um, but I bring this up and say, hey, Trump's a master at it. Maybe he ought to write a book called Tax Avoidance, How to Get It Done, My Fellow Americans. But nevertheless, I digress. But here's the interesting thing I want to bring up. This is a headline from your uh, or stories you gave me, Kurt, on the 24th. U.S. household net worth hits highest level ever. So while they're beating up Trump, trying to divide us from Trump saying, man, look at the tax savings he got. Y'all are getting taken to the cleaners. Trump's not who you think he is. Lie. Hey, the average household net worth is higher than it's ever been. It's at its highest level ever under the Trump administration, Kurt.
2: Well, that's right, Sam. And, uh, you know, um, of course, that would be a a headline that would be, you know, um, positive for the president. That's why you're going to see it very few places if well maybe not more than one uh you know but that's the bottom line uh you know they say the net worth of american households and nonprofit organizations jumped 6.8 percent in the second quarter um you know basically um, it's the highest level ever now of course we would you know want to tone that down a little bit and say well you know if you If you factor in inflation or whatever, uh, you're going to have a hard time really looking at those numbers. But the bottom line is, you know, the president uh, has done a number of things to uh, make the economy work for, well, like you talked about, all Americans, you know, uh, as far as I can see. Yeah, because they um, don't
1: say the average net worth of a home minus the blacks or anything like that. Right, right. That's right. What they say, U.S. That's household right. net worth, hits highest level ever. So that's for everybody. I'm sure you can find an exception, but in general, that's yeah. the case. That's right. And that's I find right. that personally a good news piece. I do, too. And if we're going to talk about Donald Trump's taxes, are we at least going to talk about what he's done for the American people and our taxes? Are we also going to then talk about, hey, he lowered taxes for the average American as well? No, I agree. we got a long way to go. I get it. But are we going to talk about that, or are we just going to try to divide and, and fail to tell the truth? While that's going on, the Senate released a report. Hunter Biden's law firm took nearly $6 million from a Chinese oligarch. Um, are we going to dig into Hunter and Joe uh, regarding the Chinese like we did Trump the Russians, Kurt? Is that going to be the next five-year investigation?
2: I don't think so, Sam. I don't even think anybody's hardly wanting to touch that in the, uh, you know, 90-plus percent negative media towards the president. Uh, They want to leave that story, you know, just on the
1: floor, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's literally crazy. But that's what you have. Well, let me show you about the average American, Kurt. Steve Wozniak's on the news. You fed me this one. I bring it up because it kind of relates to this tax and credit and dollars and banks and money and all that stuff issue, right? Steve Wozniak claims Apple card, so the Apple, I guess, credit card or whatever, gave his wife a lower credit limit. Ouch. Wasn't Steve kind of the main dude behind Apple, both Steves? Jobs gets all the credit, Woz goes yeah. to the- in the tank or whatever else. But Wozniak was the brilliance behind it to a great degree. Now, I agree that, you know, Jobs was a marketing genius and, and that kind of stuff. But the real tech mind behind it all was Steve uh, Wozniak. mm
2: uh-huh.
1: Yeah, man, what do you think Very it did? It went and saw, oh, that's Woz. Give his wife a lower limit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is funny.
1: It's just weird stuff, man. I don't know how to respond to that. So there's my take of the debate. I believe it'll be full of snakes. I believe Chris Wallace is kind of pretending he's going to be invisible, but I'm telling you right now, he will very carefully try to be invisible, but wordsmith Joe into the, into the sweet spot, uh, and it will be an attack flat out on, on Donald Trump. Um, I believe Donald Trump can hold his own. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but again, when you get these manipulated odds... Now, the only benefit for Donald Trump that I can see in this is there is no commercial breaks. So the host is going to have a hard time cutting Trump off and manipulating it out of the next side of the break and all that, which they, which they typically do as well. Um, so President Trump might just get the upper hand despite Chris's attempts. Nevertheless, I expect it to be a uh, a uh, snake-filled lair uh, for uh, President Trump. I have confidence in Trump. I pray for him going into it. Uh, but all I'm telling you... So what do you think the debate will be, Kurt?
2: I think you've analyzed it very well, Sam. Um... You know, that's exactly what I expect, and um, I mean, why would it be any different uh, when the uh, standard media, including Fox News, uh, you know, you have 90 plus percent of the stories are negative to the president, very little digging, if if any, uh, when it comes to uh, the Bidens and the, you know, the Democrats, simply because... Well, they're the home team, if you will, Sam,
1: yeah, anyway, I find that interesting. <clears throat> I don't believe that it'll be a bloodbath, though do you, Kurt
2: well, uh the president's pretty uh quick on what to say uh and you know he's got a lot of ammunition. you remember when uh you know the whole hillary thing uh with with the president and they uh accused him of uh you know, indiscretions or whatever with, uh, ladies and, and then, uh, you know, at the next uh, event, he basically invited all the ones who had, uh, um, pretty much, um, been victims of Bill Clinton, uh, to sit right on, like, on the front row, uh, you know, with him, and I thought it was a stroke of genius, uh, at least if you ask me, uh, you know, um, you know, that's... That, Pretty much took the air, the wind out of the sails for Hillary, I think, and and Bill, you know, didn't you?
1: Yes, but I don't know about this time. Uh, I think they underestimated President Trump last time, and I believe they got slammed. And so this time I believe they're really going to try to get the upper hand on President Trump. And you ready for my prediction for the outcome of the election? Sure. Joe Biden will do a whole lot better than you think he will. All right, so it won't be a, you know, Joe just can't remember his shoelaces. And, you know, it won't be a mockery of Joe to where he's just an imbecile, an idiot. Um, He will actually look quite good. He'll do pretty well. And he'll make a few unique points. And Chris Wallace will behind the scenes help him. The whole thing will be engineered to um, let you not see uh, Biden's mistakes and Trump's. Biden will have a teleprompter for every question. Uh, whether you can see that or not, uh, you know, it, he'll be able to, um, you know, respond to things in a very controlled way. Um, and Chris will help quite a bit. Now, Joe Biden won't be perfect. He'll still be Joe. He'll still do and say stupid things. It's impossible to stop it, but they'll minimize it significantly and make him look pretty darn good. And they will try their level best. To get into President Trump's skin in such a way that Trump, um, what's the word I would use? Overreaches? That might be the best way to describe it. Uh, where Trump pushes too hard and it's like, poor Joe. Look how evil and, I mean, Joe's not perfect, but he's a good gentleman. He's a public servant of you know, stellar uh, longevity. And how dare this outsider just break all the rules and abuse Joe. So it'll be a little bit of feeling sorry for Joe. It'll be a little bit of Joe looking better than everybody expected. Uh, And it'll be a little bit of Donald Trump overreaching because Donald Trump is going to want to really press hard here and show the contrast. And so Donald needs to somehow hold the upper hand. But yet not push too hard on poor old Joe. Uh, And so they will manipulate things in that regard. And when it comes to the end of the debate, the Republicans will say Donald won. The Democrats will say Joe won. Everybody will say that Donald was a little bit over the top and abusive and just look how racist and and hate-filled he is to women. And they'll use all their hot buttons. And they'll basically put Joe in kind of a moderate. He did a great job. He avoided the extremes of the Democratic Party. He sounded uh, logical and and, and relevant. Uh, and, And that's how they'll do it. And let me give you the proof. Last debate, I believe that Joe handled, I'm sorry, uh, Donald Trump handled Hillary very well. He beat her in the debate big time. But the Democrats are still saying, you know, Hillary won the debate, handedly won the debate, but Joe, I mean, but Donald Trump was very intimidating and abusive and he walked behind her and he, he did all these hostile things, but she was composed and cool as a cucumber regardless. You know, what, a, what an example she, it, it, okay, they're still going to go down and have that narrative. Uh, But overall, um, the debate is going to help Joe a lot, not because it should, but because that's what these 60 minutes of Bill Clinton yesteryear saved Bill Clinton from complete destruction. That's what these events are about for the Wallace family. It's about protecting the extreme, and it's about manipulating the public's view on this. Uh, Mike was a master, and Chris is a master as well, and that's why they've got him sitting there. So they're going to say, look, even with a favorable network towards Trump, look how well Joe Biden did, Kurt. Look how well he dealt with. I mean, nobody can deal with crazy Donald like that. But look how well the servant of the people did, Kurt. And that's how they're going to pitch this coming out of the other side. We'll keep an eye on the debates tonight. Got a whole lot more news that networks refuse to use coming up. Hour one in the can. Hour two, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips Let me give you a teaser of what we're going to start out next hour with, okay? Going on a walk. A 15-minute walk. Right? We'll talk about it. What can it do for you? We'll also compare that to what a country star says. Should I tell you who the country star is? No, I'll make you wait till next hour. How's that? All right, hang tight. Sam and Kurt, hard-hitting talk. LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk
1: show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 29th, of the year of our Lord 2020. Hour two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. LovingLiberty LovingLiberty.net, the websites to support, please. Live and on-demand radio, free at your fingertips. If you have the heart to help, donate today. And before we get into the topic at hand, Kurt, I kind of want to know, how do you want to do this? You've got a story, which is a phenomenal story. I've got a companion story, which is the opposite. <clears throat> and I want to turn those two stories into a bigger discussion. So do you want to start out with the positive story or the negative story?
2: Mm, since you know the negative one, you might as well you know, right. make that decision, Sam. All
1: right. I'll start with a negative story. And the reason why I will is because I'd rather start negative and end positive. How's that? And I want to highlight the contrast between two views. You know, the coronavirus has been difficult to say the least. The riots in the streets. Really, the degrade and immorality of America has been the problem. But there's two narratives that are going on simultaneously, as always. The question is, do you believe that the cup is half full or half empty, right? I'm kind of a half full guy. I'm kind of a guy that says, you know what, I know things are negative, but God loves me, and I'm his son, and he's put me on the the earth today to do some wonderful things. And it isn't about negativity. It's about, hey, I want to fulfill God's will for me. And when I do, he'll make more out of my life than I can of my own life. It's kind of the idea. That's how I roll. So with that in mind, I'm going to start with a negative story. I'm going to, uh, in my opinion, hopefully replace it with a positive story in your minds to help you lean positive as well. All right? So the headline says this. Blake Shelton, country star. And it basically talks about how Blake Shelton... Mainly has the main or same mindset as most Americans. You know what that is, Kurt? No. 2020 sucks. Okay. It's horrible. Right. It's horrible. And they want you to believe that Blake Shelton shares the views of most Americans on this. So he was on the Ellen Show. And he says, you know, 2020 just sucks. That's according to Fox News. And then he goes on and he says, I refuse to spend another minute sober. Okay, so Blake Shelton, 2020 sucks and I refuse to spend another minute sober. Okay, I don't mean to be rude, but what a nutcase. And then that's the same mindset that everybody supposedly has, says the writer, the author. Now, Kurt, I can't. I can't disagree with this more. Okay? I just can't disagree with this story more. Okay, I don't think 2020 sucks. I agree it's been a difficult year. uh, But I believe it's an epic year when it comes to people waking up and realizing how tyrannical their government's become. I think it's an epic year in terms of people deciding to turn to God, even though the mainstream press doesn't want you to believe that. I believe a lot of people are starting to take stock about what's important in their lives. And people are starting to repent and change and turn to greater things. The God, family, and country, they're having less entertainment, more time for thoughts and reflections, more time for scriptures and God. And yeah, maybe they can't go to church physically, and that's a challenge for sure. But people, I believe, are becoming more spiritual and more um, liberty-minded as a whole. Now, the mainstream press won't articulate that because they don't believe in that. They want you to tell you that everything sucks and you should just go get drunk. You shouldn't spend another minute sober for the whole rest of the year. For heck's sake, starts the eggnog early kind of an idea. Stick a fork in it. The election is just a rout. It's going to be fraudulent by whichever side you believe is the fraudulent folks. And it's just horrible and there's no answers. That's so what the mainstream press loves to pitch Blake Shelton being their, quote, alcoholic poster boy. I couldn't disagree more. However, here's what I would agree with. The story Kurt highlighted is tremendous, and we need more of this and less of the Blake Shelton, in my opinion, meltdowns. And the story talked about going on a 15-minute walk. Kurt.
2: Well, yeah, and it's from our pals at uh, DailyMail.co.uk, so it's across the pond, uh, Sam. And uh, sometimes you, you got to go that far
1: to get good news, buddy. But uh, you know what? If that's so, what it uh, takes, that's what we do, huh?
2: Yep, Uh, and their complete headline, you know, along with some sub-headlines, kind of give you the, you know, the gist of the story. Uh, Going on a 15-minute awe walk, and it's A-W-E, like awesome or whatever, uh, each week and stopping to appreciate nature helps boost positive emotions and reduce stress, study shows. Saying, now, I want uh, you to repeat
1: that, Kurt, because think about that. It's something that doesn't take a lot of money. It's something that almost everyone can do. I mean, if you can't walk, I understand, but I'm just saying it's a very inexpensive, like, free thing that you can do. It doesn't cost money, and the 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 results are tremendous. So maybe Blake ought to put down the alcohol and go on an I-walk, huh, Kurt? But read that headline because the, the the benefits... And we'll get into this more in detail because that's where the sub-headlines come in. But this is incredible. Read this again.
2: Going on a 15-minute awe walk each week and stopping to appreciate nature helps boost positive emotions and reduce stress, study shows.
1: Now, we'll talk about the emotions in a second. But, Kurt, you're not just going on a walk. You're going on an awe walk. And I think of awe, you know, the government wants you to do the shock and awe war thing. Let's skip the shock, stick with the awe for a second. But we're talking about more than awe like government's all-powerful. We're talking about awe as in God's in his heaven. And the nature that he's created as he's created us all is something to be in awe about. And it starts with a mindset on your walk that sets the stage for the emotions we're going to talk about, Kurt.
2: Well, that's right. Um, the sub headlines say, uh, making an effort to soak up details of the world around us is a happiness boost. Uh, another one, uh, of the sub headlines, these awe walks also increase emotions such as compassion and gratitude. Um, uh, U.S. experts also analyzed selfies to find that smiles were bigger after all walks. Smiles were bigger?
1: Why do you think that would be true, Kurt?
2: Well, you know, Sam, it's kind of interesting to me. You go through this, you know, a rather lengthy article, and you don't really find any mention, at least of, in my opinion, of what you really, I mean, the the further part that they would need to go. And that is that you're appreciating the making. Well, the maker of the earth, you're appreciating these things. You're, you're seeing God's beauties and that kind of thing. And yet, you know, God doesn't even get mentioned in the,
1: uh, right. The closest they get is to nature and to awe. That's right. Now, I'm glad they are doing that. Don't misunderstand me. Yeah. Because yeah, they're on the right track, right. but they got to connect the dots, Kurt. They've got to exactly. take you all the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You ever heard of a song called With Wondering Awe? Uh"? Yes. All right. Because that relates to this awe uh, point I'm trying to get across, Kurt.
6: Uh-huh.
1: We're not talking about just awe uh, like awesome. The military can blow everything up. Uh, we're not shocking off uh, stuff. Yep. What we're talking about is what does "ah" mean, Kurt?
2: Well, it—at least for me—it just means you're, uh, you know, you're kind of well. You're just struck with the amazement that it is. I mean, it's kind of like me when I go out each day and take care of the chickens and pick up an egg, and I think, you know, how did? I mean, how did that happen? You know? Uh, I mean, I know it's you know, I guess what some folks would call low tech. Um but, you know, think of uh, the chicken walking around, getting eating a little food along with uh doing pest control in your yard and and uh then somehow makes that egg. Uh
1: you know, it's just
2: yeah amazing.
1: Yes, it's like when you uh are with your wife and she has a baby. Well, yeah, I mean, of course,
2: that's even, you know, a, bigger a, a higher level of amazement, yeah, awe or whatever, uh, you know, and you just don't really know what to say, except you're just, uh, I guess you're kind of like Zig Ziglar when he says, on am just ha- feeling like somebody, I'm going through the swinging door on somebody else's push, you know, you're just yeah. happy to be there. So you
1: know? the definition of awe is an emotion combining... Wonder that is inspired by authority or by the sacred or sublime. And then they say how to use on a sentence or whatever. But I look at that, and the closest they get to God is this awe point. And I think they're getting close. Yeah. Right, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the point. What I'm doing is saying you got to connect the dots and let people know when you go out on an walk, you're talking about nature, and you're basically learning about God's creations, and as you do, then it triggers these emotions, and it makes you smile because you realize, maybe you don't cognitively understand if you've been indoctrinated so long, but you realize in your heart and in your soul that you are God's child. You are the offspring of God, as the Bible puts it, and he loves you. And when you spend time in his world looking at, what do they say, the world around you or the, what was the word?
2: Uh, sorry, I can't explain it. All
1: right, anyway, um, it reduces your stress. And as you focus on the world around us, in other words, when you focus on all God's creations and tap into the creator's love, great things happen. Let's talk about it.
3: Yeah, this is David in engineering.
8: This is your wife in suburbia.
3: Oh, hi, hon. What's up?
8: How's the robot coming?
3: Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests mm. yet, but... Um... Well,
8: I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date.
3: Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry.
8: You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh.
3: Well, we'll have to have that sound change to data.
8: Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know.
3: I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today?
9: Oh, you really are brilliant.
3: Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages.
9: Only if he pays for his own lunch.
3: Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip.
8: Uh, I still wish we had not named him that.
3: Why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult?
8: An adult what? Engineer. Engineer.
3: Funny, funny. (laughs) I'll
8: see you at noon.
3: I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
6: Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
1: All right, so you got to go on an awe walk, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe the awe stands for understanding God's creations more fully. And if you go on a 15-minute, quote, awe walk weekly, and you stop to appreciate God's creations, that's what they call nature, it helps boost positive emotions, and it reduces stress. Studies show making an effort, ladies and gentlemen to look at the details of the world around us. Now, they say soak up the details. So you don't soak up the suds like old whacked out country singer wants to do. You soak up the details of the world around us. In other words, you soak up God's creations and you go, you're in awe about that. It stirs positive emotions, reduces stress, makes you smile. What else, Kurt? Kurt? There were specific emotions gratitude i think yeah.
2: mentioned. Well i mean you have uh they they even mentioned that the uh they analyzed these selfies and the uh, smiles were actually bigger uh for people that you know did that uh and you know i mean you have uh you know this whole idea of a happiness boost um you know um They increase emotions such as compassion and gratitude. I mean, you'd want that going on uh, big time in America, you know, everywhere or in the world, uh, frankly, Sam. Uh, And uh, what's amazing to me is they had to have some scientists figure this out. Um, I mean, I think you probably could have figured this out pretty easily without uh, a bunch of, you know, tax funding, I'm sure, Um, but these U.S. experts found that these awalks can make us smile more. Uh, You know, I guess uh, that the uh, professor there, Virginia Sturm is her name, at the University of California, San Francisco, she said, what we show here is that a very simple intervention, essentially a reminder to occasionally shift our energy and attention Outward instead of inward can lead to significant improvements in emotional well-being. Experiencing awe is such a simple practice. Just taking a moment to look out the window or pausing to consider the technological marvels that surround us, you know like an egg, and we now show it can have measurable effects on our emotional well-being. A little more joy and a little more connectedness with the world around us is something all of us could use these days. Well, I think you could use. Amen it to day, that. Day, you
1: know. Heard that. All right. now, Kurt, yeah. I want to contrast this though with the Blake Shelton plan. Hey, the world sucks. Everything is awful. It's horrible. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend another second sober. Yeah. And I'm going, Blake, my friend. Do not you know, dive down into despair. Take courage, my brother. Focus on Christ. Focus on the ultimate hope. Focus on the good news that the gospel is. Take courage from a 15-minute walk. You know what? Soak up the, the, the creations of God around you. Don't soak up the suds. Okay?
2: I guess uh, you could almost uh, also say that this is sort of social distancing stuff, Sam, right? I mean, you know, you're. Well, both of them are social distancing, right? Yeah. If You just get in your house and get
1: drunk and stay away from everybody versus if you go out into nature. I just prefer one social distancing plan over the other. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You know, now, Kurt, do you have more on this? I don't see All right, because I got a follow up story. You know, so, if you go right. get all drunk and you're not sober, you probably won't be able to help in this next event. <laughs> but if yeah. you get out and soak up the sun and soak up God's love and learn about His creation. They're soaking gonna,
2: up the suds. You
1: know. Yeah, skip the suds. Do the sun. Okay? Yeah. There um, you go. But go on a 15 minute I'll walk and, and gain all the wonderful benefits that the study highlights. And when you do that, then you might be willing to be involved in this next event i want to tell you about kurt my wife just sent this one to me oh okay it's from a group called the church news uh-huh. the church and people don't really know what that is maybe that's why i'm explaining it it's the church uh-huh. of jesus christ of latter-day saints that has a website called the church right. and on that website they have a cool story now if you're soaking up the suds and you're not sober you probably won't feel comfortable at this event But if you're out enjoying the 15-minute all-walk, and when you get done and you're feeling all invigorated and your smile's bigger and all these things are happening, and then you find out about this, you might just decide, I want to go to that. It's called Operation Firewood Rescue, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I read about it. Now, do you know about this? It's super cool, man. It is is super cool. All right, so you go on this 15-minute all-walk, and you get tapped into nature, and you're breathing fresh air, and you're going, this is cool. Life isn't so bad. Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. tough things that we got to go through. I get it. That's what planet Earth is about. It's a great test of our will to see if we'll, you know, pursue our own goals or, or if we'll make our will God's will. Okay? That's the purpose mm-hmm. of us being here in the first place. But I digress except to say if you get involved in Operation Firewood Rescue, it says how tragedy – think about that. How tragedy on the Wasatch Front. That's a nickname for the main part of Utah here where most of the people live on the Wasatch Front yep. is what it's called. That's right. But anyways – how tragedy on the Wasatch Front, and I could really ex- expound that to tragedy worldwide, right, Kurt? Yeah. Became a blessing for the Navajo Nation, com. So what happened was, Kurt, do you want to explain this to everybody? This is really cool.
2: Well, sure. So, um, you know, just a little while back, we had a pretty good, I guess you could say, just mostly north of us, there was some of this wind, uh, you know, hit our area, but mostly north of us, uh, you know, it got some 80 mile an hour plus winds and, uh, you know, basically tore out a whole bunch of, uh, you know, older trees and things like that. And, uh, you know, there was some quite some concern, I, not too much, uh, damage to home and life or whatever, but, you know, it's pretty unusual. A lot for of people lost power
1: that. though. And a lot of destruction.
2: That's right. That's right. Uh, a lot. It's quite unusual for us to have those type of winds. Um, I I've said at the time, though, it, it sure is a good time to pray extra, you know, and it's a good reminder of the power of God. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, as a result of this, you know, you got a lot of these downed trees, especially older, more mature, you know, big trees and that kind of thing. And you've got a bunch of, uh, clean up work, it like you've seen it, or people have seen the pictures of in places where they have like hurricanes or whatever. I mean, it's way more of a problem there. Uh, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying this is just like that or if something. Is, but in our area, it was. But
1: know, but let me say what we are talking big. about. We are talking about yeah. things that could just be a tragedy. Everybody could just go. I'm just going to go get drunk. It's horrible. bullets you know, yeah, or you could respond right. in a positive way is what we're really getting Well, that's right.
2: And what you have is you had a boatload of folks. Uh, you know, they pretty much organized, uh, you know, church-wise and, uh, you know, helped in their neighborhoods. And then they'd take the down trees into, like, church parking lots and cut them up into uh, smaller amounts and that kind of thing. And, and so they're cleaning up where the trees went down and fixing up things. And then they're also putting that that would all together. And then they had a bunch of, uh, and these are all volunteers. This is, at least from what I saw, no government involvement uh, going on, just volunteers of all these people. And, uh, you know, then they connected it with this, uh, you know, a lot of good people down in the southern part of Utah, about 300 miles away, uh, where in the winters uh, they mentioned the term Navajo Nation. They typically are not really, most of their homes are all social distanced, if you will. And so they they rarely have even power or water. Or, I mean, uh, that kind of thing. They're living, you know, a little bit more back in the uh, vintage kind of Yeah, they don't have
1: modern air well. conditioning and or heating and that kind of stuff in their homes. Yeah. They're usually wood or coal or, you know, whatever other uh, kind of heating methods, right?
2: That's right. And uh, so these, uh, you know, all these all this wood and uh, trees and everything were delivered via volunteer labor and volunteer uh, equipment, trucks, all this kind of stuff, down to that area. And you saw the uh, tremendous response of the people there uh, where they were just, uh, well, they're just overwhelmed by that cool gift. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought. Uh, well, I don't really want to say a cool gift, story. just a warming gift. Kurt. That's right. Good point.
1: But it is cool. It's a cool warming gift. There's no doubt about it. But I bring this up, Kurt, because if you go on one of those all walks, then you roll down there and get involved in what's that thing called? Operation Firewood? Yeah, that's right. Operation Firewood Rescue. And I bet the smiles are even bigger after that. I bet the gratitudes just over the top. And people just get mad you're so happy.
2: That's right. right. They'd be like, what's up with this guy, you know? Uh, you bug. Uh, uh, you're Jerome. too hot. Ha-
1: what are you, a morning person? <laughs> yeah. right. I'm just telling you right now, there's cool stuff everywhere, folks. You got to hunt for it, though.
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA
4: Radio News with Chris Barnes. Tonight's the first presidential debate of the election season. It's to be held in Cleveland, where officials have been addressing concerns about unrest in the streets during the event. Cleveland Police Chief Calvin Williams says the National Guard's being deployed in the city today.
10: The role of the National Guard is to
3: support law enforcement here during the debate. They're in a support role, as they have been in a lot of places across the country. We're here to make sure that people exercise their constitutional rights and that they're safe in doing
4: that. The 90-minute debate between President Trump and Democrat Joe Biden will be moderated by Chris Wallace of Fox News. The candidates will break a tradition and won't shake hands because of the pandemic. U.S. House Democrats introducing a new $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief plan, including another round of $1,200 stimulus payments and providing funding for schools and small businesses. This is USA Radio News.
6: Exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
0: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community.
7: MediShare is is a family, a group of people that... Stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without Medishare.
0: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you 833 34 Bible. That's 833 34 Bible. 833 34 Bible.
4: A Northern California wildfire, one of many in that region, but this one has already killed three people. It's now forcing more mandatory evacuations. The Zog fire started Sunday in Shasta County, four hours north of San Francisco, and it's burned more than 31,000 acres. It's not contained at all. Some experts say there appears to be a link between living at higher altitudes and suicides by veterans. A Utah congressman putting forward a bill in hopes of studying that connection. Democratic Congressman Ben McAdams talked about the bill yesterday.
7: It directs the VA to research this connection. Then it goes one step further to use what we learn to develop life-saving tools that will prevent veteran suicide.
4: The Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Dallas Stars 2-0 in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final in Edmonton last night. It's Tampa's second cup in franchise history. This is USA Radio News.
6: I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert
4: Murdoch.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to keep the positive vibe a-rolling, shall we? So Kurt emails me. This is a story you emailed me a bit ago, Kurt, but I got to bring it up now because it's so related. I try to string stories together oftentimes that make sense, right? Well, there's two stories in a row. Well, there's three. First one talks about coronavirus deaths. And that sounds negative at first until you hear that they're 75% lower, Kurt.
2: Well, that's right, Sam, uh, the headline from World Net Daily, uh, coronavirus deaths 75% lower in nations using hydroxychloroquine, Sam, uh, sub-headline, epidemiologists issue urgent call to depoliticize medicine, uh, how, how has medicine become politicized, Sam, uh, what? What? How do you, you want to break this down for folks?
1: Well, it's hard to know why, right? Because I don't know if their goal is to destroy society. I don't know if their goal is just drug companies making tons of money, right? But I know this. I don't want it to be politicized, and I want the truth. If hydroxychloroquine helps, then by golly, I want doctors to be able to use it, Kurt. Now, I'm not really a drug guy. But if we're going to weigh the cost of drugs versus the benefits of drugs versus the, you know, whatever. If we're going to go down that road, I'd like to at least go down the road that doctors uh, who don't have an agenda feel like might be the best way to go. It isn't about Trump. It isn't about the FDA. It isn't about getting rich. It's about life. The headline.
2: The issue is honesty. Yeah.
1: The headline says. Coronavirus deaths. And you think it's negative until you hear 75% lower in nations that use hydroxychloroquine. So I'm going, well, by golly, let's look at that as an option because we're pro-life, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And so is the president. And I'm not here to debate it. I'm just here to say if other countries are using it, if a lot of physicians in America uh, say that it works and that it's valuable, why not? double down on that effort
2: well and you even see sam uh you know like governor cuomo from new york uh, i mean he appears to be all concerned about life um you know saying that you know we've got to keep people safe we've got to keep you uh, in your house or you can't be eating together because you know it's just uh dangerous for you you know uh and yet um apparently uh, you know I mean they continue to kill babies in New York as far as I know and uh, you know then this idea that we can find you and I in our small you know uh, base of operations or whatever we can find stories like this where you know like Dr. Jo- Jane Orient uh, she's somebody who writes um, you know for um, World Net Daily as well as Breitbart but she's the uh executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons and she says why is the death rate about 75% lower in many countries Um, and uh, you know to me that's a very good question and you'd think if you're so concerned with you know the uh, COVID-19 thing that you'd want to look say why And uh, she, uh, the article continues, says the reference is to a country-based analysis updated as of the 20th of September, so nine days ago, that shows a gap between countries that treat COVID-19 early, or here's a big, you know, medical word, prophylactically, uh, which means before it, before people get it, with hydroxychloroquine and those that, like the U.S., discourage or prohibit its use. The answer to Dr. Orient's question can be found in a white paper, they say, published by the Economic Standard this month. It was titled Hydroxychloroquine and and the Burden of Proof, an Urgent Call to Depoliticize Medicine in the COVID-19 Pandemic. And, uh, you know, then they talk about... uh, you know, what has happened or whatever. Uh, But they say, no subject has been more distorted than hydroxychloroquine, a safe, versatile medicine that has treated hundreds of millions of people for numerous diseases for seven decades. Um, And, uh, you know, it says, uh, most Americans became aware of the drug in March. Here we are, September, right? Six months later. When President Trump mentioned it during a press conference, saying it showed, quote, very, very encouraging early results, end quote, and could be a game changer. Those are another quote from him. However, the article says political opponents and defi- uh, defied longstanding scientific and medical consensus to portray HCQ or hydroxychloroquine as harmful and Trump as a mortal danger to public health. Flawed and even falsified studies were published and promoted by media outlets eager to discredit Trump while positive studies were impugned or ignored. Um, You know, the bottom line, Sam, is, you know, uh, if you ask yourself a simple question, what isn't uh, politicized these days, it's kind of hard to find something. that's not, huh? isn't it?
1: Yes, that's for sure. Uh, what is Jane's uh, headline? Lessons from a nine-month COVID emergency?
2: Yeah, well, coronavirus deaths 75% lower in nations using hydroxychloroquine. Um, the reason I mentioned the lady's name... I know, um, but she
1: mentions lessons learned. What are the lessons we've learned, Kurt? I think that's instructive to kind of understand.
2: Well, the lessons we've learned is that, um, you know, once again, he who owns the media makes the rules like you've taught us for a long time. Um, And the media wants to oppose the president. He brought it out in March. Uh, Most people, you know, are in fear of even using it simply because of the way the media has uh, opposed it, right?
1: Without a doubt. And that's kind of why I want to bring up these lessons. The lessons that we've learned is this. When you give up your liberty for security, you wind up with neither. Just as the founding fathers told us. Okay, we're no better off because we all locked down. We're no better off because we, you know, you'd say, oh, no, everybody would be dead otherwise. You know what? They don't have any proof or evidence of that. In fact, quite the contrary. Go look at Sweden and other places that did not lock down, did not destroy their economies. So we've learned a big lesson about liberty. A big lesson about security. And a big lesson about how to preserve both. Okay, We've learned a big lesson about the importance of turning to God. And you know what? Even though you don't have sports and you don't have the ability to run around and spend and get and spend and get, economically speaking, we've learned that your true blessings are in your family. And focusing on simple things is a blessing. Spending time together as a family with less things on your calendar is a good thing. We've learned so many things from this coronavirus, Kurt. It's shocking. We've also learned that, hey, it's not good to just throw your tear in your beer and just melt down in alcoholism. But you know what? Getting out, going on a 15-minute all-walk, get involved in things like Operation Firewood Rescue, that kind of stuff. We've learned that that's the answer to happiness. All right, we've learned that coronaviruses are 75% less The deaths are 75% less in countries that are willing to use alternative treatments that are not backed by the mainstream. We've learned that radio plays an integral part in solutions when done right. But I want to finish the broadcast by talking about a huge story Kurt sent me. And it says this. A friend uh, sent me a Coca-Cola ad Done by a Belgian advertising company or agency. And it had the tagline that said, happiness starts with a smile. Do you have this one, Kurt? I've got the whole story here that I can break down. If you've got it, I can let you take over. If not, I'll start on it and you can find this thing. This, in my mind, I can't believe you don't remember this. If you would smile more, sir, it would help your memory. (laughs) I'm just joking. That's what they say in the article. (laughs) But it's really cool, though. It's a huge story. And it is worth every minute we spend on it. Let me say this again. A Coca-Cola ad was done by a Belgian advertising company. An agency with a tagline, happiness starts with a smile. Now, this is a huge story, folks. It's massive. The commercial takes place, Kurt, on a cramped subway as people are boarding the train going home from work. Everyone's silent and keeping, from their se- keeping to themselves. It's a somber occasion. It's just horrible, right? Everybody's going to go home and get all drunk and then stay there. Don't let it happen. Suddenly, Kurt, the camera focuses on an actor. A hired actor, by the way, who randomly starts smiling while looking at his tablet. Then he starts to laugh. <laughs> He starts to laugh more and more, more and more. Everyone on the subway looks up at this guy like, what is up with you? But then they take notice and start smiling and laughing. The rest of the story in seconds.
9: As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile.
1: Yeah, some corporations get it. So we're talking about a Coca-Cola ad done by a Belgian advertising agency with a tagline, happiness starts with a smile. Now, McDonald's is famous for this, too. We love to make you smile. Uh, but this goes back to this walk we were talking about and back to this idea of a, about a positive viewpoint. So they say this this Subway commercial uh, highlighting this reality starts out and everybody's going on the subway. Everybody's silent. It's a somber occasion. Everybody's just burned out from work. It's horrible. And this hired paid actor, uh, you know, starts looking at his tablet and starts smiling and laughing. And everybody looks up like, what the heck? And then pretty soon they say everybody on the train starts smiling and laughing and going, what? This is great. What are you laughing at? Well, it turns out that smiling is a bonding agent. It builds bridges to other people around us. It keeps us from remaining aloof and separate from one another. It just goes to show you that smiling and laughing are indeed contagious. Well, the author then says, I read in Self Magazine that 94% of Americans polled said they notice a person's smile when they have a first encounter. People were less likely to know other, or less likely to notice other people's bodies or eyes when you smiled. By smile the way, Sam, it. it's
2: a little more difficult to do that when you're all masked up, right?
1: Well, yeah, they don't want that, Kurt. That's my point. That's what I'm getting at, right? But you're right. It's, you're funny. highlighting a critical point, indeed. And that's why we're going to be very careful not to fall for the mask lies, Kurt. We really do. I mean, I know they're going to say you're going to kill everybody, but I'm telling you this. Smiling is a bonding agent. Smiling increases people's immune systems. Anyway, they say there are so many benefits to smiling and laughing. A genuine smile and laugh increase the production of serotonin. That's the happy and serotonin. hormone. Or serotonin. serotonin. Sorry, serotonin. serotonin. That's the happy hormone. Uh, also, what they call um, dopamine. I guess they call that the feel-good endorphins, right? And they say that creates slow, slow cortisol production and diminish feelings of stress, anxiety, and depression. All right? This is huge. Years ago, this author says, I saved an article from USA Today explaining that we learn in childhood people skills such as listening, Remembering names and smiling. It's amazing how people's moods and words are misjudged because they look too serious. A smile shows that you like yourself. You like your current place in the world and you're happy with the people that you're interacting in it. You should commit to making others smile every day of the week, says the article. The first Friday of October, Kurt, coming up, right? was designated as World Smile Day. Did you know that?
2: That hasn't really been promoted very much. Why not? As far as I'm aware of. Well, (laughs) here's the main reason. That's one of those positive things, Sam. I mean, imagine if everybody picked up on that. I mean, you'd have people smiling and saying, well, you know, we're having a hard time seeing the smile. uh, So how do we do that? You know what I mean? It's just... uh,
1: Yeah, commercial artist Harvey Ballas who uh, found or created of the ubiquitous smiley face who believe we should dedicate one year to smiles and kind acts. I think we should do every day like that, but that's just me. Smiling and laughing, believe it or not, provide a workout. One smile, believe it or not, uses more than 16 muscles. During a battle after, the body increases its oxygen intake which is just just as good, they say, as taking cleansing breaths. That's why smiling and laughing, says the author, are my favorite exercises. exercises. Researchers in Germany, believe it or not, instruct that a group of people to laugh on demand. Goal? To measure their core muscles. The data showed that laughing enhanced core muscles is much so, if not more, than doing back stretches and crunches. Want another reason to laugh, Kurt Results from a California study published by the AARP, which I'm not a fan of, but they say it has an incredible impact on short-term memory. Participants were separated into two groups. First group watched a 20-minute comedy video, and the second group sat in silence. Both groups were, quote, given memory recall tests after the 20-minute period. And the group that watched the comedy video scored much higher anyway even if you don't have anything to laugh about they say you should force yourself to laugh that's a new study also that just came out done at the university of illinois Kurt, that shows um how smiling can influence your mood and your outlook researchers in this study divided people into three groups to observe their reactions to a humorous cartoon. One group was to put a pen held in their hands. The other one was told to put a pen in their lips in an effort to make them frown. Right? Because if you put a pen in your lip, then it kind of forces a frown on your face, right? The third group held the pen between their teeth, forcing them to smile. Guess which group found the cartoon to be the funniest? The third group, they say if you smile, you will find other things to laugh about. If you laugh, you'll exercise your core. You'll take in more oxygen and you'll feel more alive. Anyway, a cool bunch of studies all in a row talking about smiling. All right. Blake Shelton says 2020 sucks, and I refuse to spend another second sober. Or another minute sober, he told Ellen. I would say go on a 15-minute I'll walk, Blake. Get involved in uh, things like Operation Firewood Rescue. Uh, Understand that coronavirus deaths are going down for countries that are willing to use alternative solutions. And understand that a Coca-Cola ad demonstrates that laughter is contagious. Happiness does start with a smile. I would submit it starts with a smile and a prayer. Because as you acknowledge God's influence in your life and let him into your life, you will be in awe of what God can do for your life. That would be my summary. But a genuine smile and a laugh increase the production of serotonin. And, uh, you know, the first Friday of October coming up, that's this Friday, Kirk. Did you know that?
2: Yes, I knew that. It's uh, also the time of the uh, Highland uh, meeting. It's, you know, they, they have that going on as well.
1: Yeah, the first Friday in October, that's this Friday. Yep. And even if you don't have anything to laugh about, you should force yourself to laugh. And that isn't like a forced thing to say someone's going to make you do something. What they're talking about is, you know what? Decide to take charge of your attitude. Right? Decide to make a difference. All right, we've only got a minute for this last story, but I want to highlight it because I think it's critical to the point. I think it really relates Mm -hmm. to the point we're making. Headline says this In and Out CEO. Do you got this one, Kurt?
2: Say that. uh, In and Out
1: CEO. Mm, You don't remember this one? When's
2: this one from?
1: All right. Well, anyway, In and Out CEO, I guess, did drugs as a youth. Uh... Now, adds Proverbs 24. 16 to packaging. Kurt, you want to look up Proverbs twenty Yeah. I'm glad you must yeah. be smiling more now, Kurt. Well, good. Uh, yeah, good That's point. Good. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a great story to end on, Kurt, because it highlights oh, yeah. the very point we're making. This guy was on drugs, just like Blake's all on alcohol, and where you turn to for answers, Kurt.
2: Well, and it even goes with, uh, you know, your our buddy there at um, uh, the. Uh, pillow company you know my pillow remember him you know uh with the whole drug thing and he had uh you know done all that stuff and yet now he's uh, ceo of this company and uh, you know showing people how to move forward i uh i thought i found this but i don't see it right now so anyways pardon me anyway uh, the guy
1: does drugs I, so all you got to do kurt is look up proverbs 24 uh, because i've done all the other work for the story for you so you're good and, and, and look good. that up, and uh, all I'm telling you is we got to read this. What's he saying on this packaging for In-N-Out, Kurt? Whenever you go got In-N-Out, this packaging uh, has this uh, Proverbs uh, 24-16 on it, buddy. Well, What does it you say? Think...
2: Very good. You'd think he'd really get in trouble for this, um, but, you know, he, he doesn't, thank goodness. Um, let's see. There's all these different ones I like to— king james version uh for yeah, just though stick with the, the righteous james. fall seven times no this is new proverbs 24:16. yeah this is the uh new inspired version or whatever they call it the new international version so it's going to be kind of close uh for though the righteous fall seven times they rise again but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes uh so it's you know going to be kind of close to that you know king james version there it is for just men falleth seven times and riseth up again but the wicked shall fall into mischief
1: so what are they saying kurt
2: well um for a just man you know sometimes you're gonna fall down you know you're gonna have tough times but you get up again uh but the wicked uh you know if you choose wickedness you're gonna you know have mischief in your life you're gonna I mean, the the word I would translate this as wickedness never was happiness, Sam. Yeah, happiness I agree. Happiness and righteousness is good stuff.
1: And know? what he's saying is we all make mistakes. We all get in traps. We all do stupid things. You know what? But when you do, if you yeah. turn to God, there's a way out. Exactly. I think that's what this CEO is saying. Now, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm just trying to tell you my understanding, which is God saved me. And he can save you, too, is the message from the CEO. And I'm going to turn you to the Bible on our packaging as the way out of your troubles. And so I say, Blake, I'm ready to take you out, my brother, to in and out I'll buy you a yep. burger. We'll sit down and we'll talk. Instead of talking talk, to, to Ellen, you can talk to Sam, buddy. Right? Yep. And I'll talk to you, Brother Blake Shelton, about going on a 15-minute walk. I'll talk to you about Operation Firewood Rescue. I'll talk to you about how coronavirus deaths are going down and it's phenomenal news. And I'll talk to you about a Coca-Cola ad that helps people understand that happiness starts with a smile. I'll talk to you about the fact that smiling is a bonding agent and blesses lives. And I'll talk to you about what a genuine smile really can do for you. And I'll highlight the first October is World Smile Day. That's this Friday. And I'll tell you about it. A couple of CEOs, the In-N-Out CEO and the MyPillow CEO, not to mention Dave's Killer Bread, that guy. Um, And people's lives change, Blake. And blessings are right around the corner. For those who repent and turn to God, he keeps his promises. God's not the leaving kind, brother. And that's our simple message today as Redneck, as it may come across. We hope to encourage you. We hope to help you take courage and turn to God Almighty and say 2020 doesn't suck. It's full of challenges, but look at the world and the blessings around you. Build relationships of love and trust
3: and trust in God Almighty. We declare this nation shall endure.